재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, after months of speculation and nervous anticipation, uh, North Korea finally conducting its fifth nuclear test earlier this morning. There was a seismic event that was detected at around 9 a.m. local time. It was deemed to be a man-made seismic event, and later uh, the uh, results of it came in. Uh, the yield of this explosion was between 10 to 20 kilotons, which would make it the most powerful of North Korea's five nuclear tests. Uh, we're going to get some analysis on this right now. Very pleased to have joining us our friend from Asan Institute of Policy Studies, Senior Research Fellow, Dr. Pong Yong-sik. Hello. Hello. Dr. Pong, thank you uh, very much for joining us. Always appreciate your time. The timing of this, uh, what do you make? What are your initial reactions to this fifth nuclear test? Uh, highly unexpected. Uh, why? Uh, there was a, a wide-held expectation that Kim Jong-un regime will continue to conduct additional nuclear tests. But uh, conducting another nuclear test only eight months after its fourth nuclear test that is highly uh, unexpected because uh, usually in order to get the uh, sufficient amount of time to analyze the data delineating from the previous nuclear test, it would require about three years. That is why hmm. North Korea conducted the first four nuclear tests uh, in the in a span of average three years. But this time it, it was only uh, eight, eight months. And that being said, and we won't get into too much of the uh, technical military uh, implications of this, but analysts do say that this is indeed uh, the most powerful uh, explosion test detonation that has occurred so far. Um, are, are we ex- uh, supposed to read into this that they are indeed developing their capabilities at a, at a pretty alarming rate? Uh, that is true. Uh, the pace of uh, development is uh, far uh, outpacing the expectation and uh, calculation made by uh, the outside observers. And I think the uh, the detonation at this time in terms of magnitude is uh, somewhere between um, the uh, the atomic bomb uh, drop in Hiroshima uh, toward the end of the Pacific War. The international community, of course, up in arms over this, Dr. Pong. Um, a lot of people uh, wondering about these uh, efforts that have been made so far, um, hailed as the harshest uh, UN sanctions in decades. Um, why do you feel that this has done nothing to deter North Korea as far as conducting these uh, uh, continuous tests? Yeah. Well, with a 2020 hindsight, it was the toughest uh, sanction imposed by the UN Security Council resolution, but at the same time, uh, the uh, strength of the disease uh, far uh, was uh, far stronger than the uh, strength of the uh, antidote. Hmm. Um, so North Korea is uh, determined uh, to just uh, continue to uh, develop uh, uh, the, its uh, nuclear weapon and the missile program until it re- reached the, uh, the uh, ultimate point to have the reliable second strike capability that would include the South Korea, Japan, where the U.S. deploys its forces, and possibly Guam. You you mentioned that um, there will be, of course, uh, uh, people who will react to this, both militarily and, of course, diplomatically speaking. Are we when we when we term these sanctions, these existing sanctions, to be the toughest in decades. Uh, what will be the further response, especially from a body like the United Nations? Um, will there be a different approach taken by the uh, international community vis-a-vis sanctions? 
Um, I'd like to give you some positive and hopeful message, but the answer is no, unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be another repetition of, you know, tough-worded tough uh, condemnation by the international society. But uh, as you said, that the economic sanctions and the UN Security Council resolutions have not stopped or slowed down uh, Kim Jong-un regime's pursuit of nuclear weapons, and as well as uh, the, uh, the inter- intercontinental missiles. So uh, it is time for the other countries to think about something else, mm. plan B, or alternative approach uh, to deal dealing with North Korea. But uh, you made a reference to potential military action or military options. But today's situation is uh, fundamentally different from the situation in 1994, uh, when the first nuclear crisis of North Korea uh, took place and uh, when Clinton administration was on the verge of ordering a surgical strike to right. Yongbyon nuclear facility. So uh, military options, uh, you got to be really careful and realistic. Certainly. Um, this is not necessarily an option that a lot of people feel is directly related to uh, the uh, nuclear test, but THAAD deployment, uh, the U.S. wanting to get this anti-missile battery system on South Korean soil as soon as uh, feasibly possible. Do you think that process speeds up? Uh, I think so. If there's a, a one virtue coming out of this crisis created by fifth nuclear test by North Korea is that the domestic controversy of a deployment of U.S. thought inside uh, South Korean society and uh, South Korea's response to China's opposition as a criticism of its decision can be, you know, um, uh, relieved uh, for the Park Geun-hye administration. But um, the wild card here is uh, what the Abe administration of Japan is going to do. Mm-hmm. Not only it is uh, alerted by the fifth nuclear test uh, this morning, but Japan was shocked by the uh, firing of the Musudan, Nodong, uh, the Scud ER, and uh, three of which actually uh, fell inside uh, Japan's e- exclusive economic zone. Right. And uh, Japan's EG's uh, uh, radar system could not, did not detect, uh, it failed to give the early warning. And uh, when North Korea is going to launch its uh, uh, ICBMs, potentially equipped with a nuclear warhead, then, God forbid, Japan's capability is still limited to fire off all uh, all incoming missiles at the same time. You can only shoot down one uh, one missile uh, each time. So Japan is uh, extremely... uh, um, uh, concerned about the uh, faster development of not only a nuclear capability of North Korea, but also its a missile capability. So Japan is going to beef up its effort uh, unilaterally, but also uh, pressure uh, its security partners, U.S. and South Korea, to do something mm. collectively against nuclear North Korea. And you mentioned Japan. Let's uh, focus our final attention then on China. China's been opposed to THAAD. Uh, they've made the same kind of public statements uh, in reaction to these tests. Uh, they're saying that this is not acceptable. They uh, uh, urge North Korea to abide by the non-proliferation treaty. What does China, do you think? Do they uh, go on board with the uh, stricter sanctions regime? Um, I don't think so, because uh, from China's standpoint, China has done enough uh, on its part 
Um, so China is concerned about potential nuclear proliferation uh, started from uh, North Korea. Uh, at the same time, um, you know, uh, instability created by North Korea's reckless behavior. And China is also concerned about upgrading of trilateral security cooperation among U.S., South Korea, and Japan, which has been slowed down and halted because of South Korea and Japan failing to move past the uh, you know, uh, historical issues. So China's concern is not so much about curbing North Korea from acquiring nuclear weapons, but it is North Korea creating situations that would increasingly justify upgrading and right. strengthening uh, trilateral security cooperation among U.S., South Korea, and Japan. But still, still, North Korea is a, a strategic asset, not liability for China. Dr. Wong, as always, thank you for the great analysis and hope you have a great weekend. You too, and happy Chuseok. <laughs> thank you.